Welcome to the HR Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Gannon. Uh, I sit on the board of the Salt Lake Sherm uh, organization. I'm the director of workforce readiness. Really excited to be with you today for another episode of the HR Elevated Podcast. Uh, it's getting easier every one of these we do. I'm excited to speak with you today and, and talk about some upcoming events that we have. But before I do that, I want to make sure I highlight you can access this content on Spotify, iHeart, and also the Amazon Music Store. And if you want to learn about more about Salt Lake Sherm as an organization and, and what we're doing to try to elevate the profession, you could find us at slshrm.org. That's slsherm.org. Tons of information there about upcoming events, how to become a member. Highly encourage that. It's very enriching. Uh, I've really enjoyed my time with Salt Lake Sherm on the board and as a member. Um, and I think you will too, whether you're an HR department of one or 20. So tailoring approaches to everything. So I, I'm really excited today to have not one, but two individuals on the podcast today. This is the first podcast on the Salt Lake Sherm HR Elevated Podcast History with two guests. So we're making history. I know I'm excited too. I can I can feel our guests' excitement. And I'm speaking with Jeff Harry and Sam Smeltzer today. And, and we're going to be talking about, I mean, I'm just going to hit you with it right now, making work suck less by fixing broken HR systems. If that doesn't bring you into the fold, I don't know what else will. I, I'm going to kick it over to our guests in a second here to introduce themselves. But I want to remind everybody that you could actually come see Jeff and Sam in person. Um, presenting to our membership. Um, whether you're a member, we do have buddy passes available. So you can certainly email our membership group if you just want to check out Salt Lake Sherm. Uh, but we will be having them in person from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on August 8th. You can go to our website for details. Again, that's slshrm.org, saltlakesherm.org um, to learn more about our upcoming professional development meetings. So without further ado, I feel like I've been talking forever. Sam, Jeff, welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having us. <laughs> yeah, so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. So I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out with, um, I'm just going to pivot to Jeff here because I see your name on the screen here, Jeff. I, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, um, and, and then maybe pass it to Sam. And, and you can both tell us about what, why does this content matter? And I'm very, very curious about how I can learn how to make work suck less by fixing broken HR systems. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Sam and I met on a podcast a few years ago, literally talking about how we could make work suck less. And then we were like, we should just put something together, you know, and my background, you know, I don't know if you saw the movie big with Tom Hanks when you were like a kid, but I saw that and he was playing with toys for a living. And I was like, you can do that as a job. And I started applying to toy companies in third grade. And I did not stop until I got into the <laughs> toy industry. And when I got there, I don't know if you've ever gotten exactly what you've always wanted and then been so disappointed when you arrived, but I, I landed there and it just sucked. Right. Um, and then I left that. I came to the San Francisco Bay Area, bumped into an organization teaching kids engineering with Lego. Um, that was really cool. Um, and then I started going into the companies to basically through play, help make work suck less. Um, because like even the best organizations struggle with it so much. So I've eventually created my organization, rediscover your play. And then I bumped into Sam's organization, the heart center, and they were doing something very similar. And since then we've just been causing mischief, Sam. Yeah. 
So my background's a little bit different because I am part of the HR tribe. I started right out of school um, doing employee relations pretty heavily for some big box retailers. I got very good at hiring and firing, more focused on the firing piece, um, and really got burnt out. Just, I mean, anybody who's in HR who has to terminate anybody at any time knows that it's just, it's life sucking in some aspects. Uh, and so I said I transitioned to the softer side of HR and actually ended up going into training and development. And when I was doing that, I was actually introduced to the concept of using play in a form of team building in that arena and was fascinated by it. Um, but my work naturally kind of progressed more so to the issues that we've been having around disengagement and now even more so burnout uh, because Personally, I was getting disengaged and burnt out, and I had a really hard time with being a HR professional and recognizing that I was disengaged, but also supposed to be part of the the movement to make other people love their work. And so I ended up actually going out on my own and starting this massive inner research project uh, and formed the Heart Center. And we actually focus now on ending the disengagement cycle and healing burnout by infusing um, a form of Chinese medicine or energy kind of work. So we're using some ancient teachings, but just a holistic approach is really what we're after. Um, and we'll see why in a minute when we talk about why this topic is so important. Oh, that's great. I, I resonate with the topic because we talk about this all the time in my organization. The HR is a function that's so focused on outward help, helping others, um, you know, um, you know, trying to break through that burnout for other people. We're, we're sometimes, you know, I've heard people refer to HR as the cobbler's children, right? Like making shoes for everybody. But the cobbler's children sometimes have the most worn out shoes there are and, and their caregiver makes shoes and sells them for a living, right? A lot of people refer to HR as the, the cobbler's children, right? We need to take care of ourselves. And th there's an absolute um, gap in, in the market, in our, in our industry, in our field, uh, whatever you'd like to refer to it as, in that area, Sam. So I'm really interested. So very great. I, I want to hear more about what you're going to talk to us uh, You know, come August 8th um, at Salt Lake Sherm at our professional development meeting. You can learn all about it on our website. Um, Jeff, maybe taking it back to you, can, can you give us kind of a high-level overview of, we don't... We, we've got membership, HR departments of one, right? Where you are, you're it, right? You're, you're, you're the master of all, um, expert of nothing, right? And then we've got HR departments of 20 to 30 people, Fortune 500 companies. I think this topic transcends. Can, can you kind of lead us into what you're going to uh, give us uh, on August 8th uh, from 10 to 1? Yeah, I, I think the biggest challenge that we're finding, and let me know if you felt this way, is, you know, I feel like we've been at like a crossroads for probably the last two or three years of determining the type of leadership and the type of like workplace we want to dive into. Do we, is it one that's going to be one of the past that's like built off of like toxicity and ego and individualism, or are we finally willing to embrace leadership and a work culture that's built off of compassion, empathy, um, and shared humanity? And that's what Sam and I are tr trying to explore because with every single HR system that we look at, the, the main reason it's broken is because there's no humanity or a lack of humanity. You know, we speak so much in human resources 
about the idea of hu- human is in the title of the department, yet many times HR staff don't feel they can be human in their position. So Sam and I are going to be exploring how do we bring that back into any of the tough systems that we're trying to fix, whether that's performance evaluation, recruiting, um, you know, all of them. Sam, do you want to add on to that? Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, one of the things that we have missed through the evolution of our profession is that, you know, there's these jokes out there that when you raise your kids and they get ready to go out to the workforce, they're going to be okay because they're going to transition to the workforce and there's going to be a mommy and a daddy. The, the daddy is seen as kind of that traditional kind of tyrant toxicity leadership that that Jeff is referencing that doesn't have a, a true connection to the people aspect. But then that motherly kind of energy was seen to be the HR department. The, the HR department is supposed to be the mother of the organization. Um, however, the systems that we have in place were created out of needs or things that the other side just didn't want to do anymore. And so they were seeing it through that lens. And I don't know if you feel this way, Chad, but I've realized being in HR and dealing with a lot of operations people that even though I understand the business, we still see things differently. We see the people asset. And I hate saying that because it makes it sound like they're something that is to our advantage, but it is the, it is the main advantage that we do have. It makes all of our companies be successful, but we also understand them from a psychological perspective way different than from an ops. Um, you know, so operations is all about widgets and how do we get more productivity and go faster and work harder? Whereas HR was meant to take care of and nourish and help tap potential and diversity. Um, and so what Jeff and I are going to talk about is like, how do we go back and realize that these systems are broken because they weren't designed by us, who are the actual practitioners with the way that we see the working world? How do we go back in this unique opportunity that we have right now with the way that the world is shifting to really build systems now that create that work environment that was always kind of the goal? It was just that it was misguided and and being led by some people that were just very much blindsided and needed us as a partner. No, that's that's really insightful, Sam. You know, I, I always kind of go back to like sometimes the best times for change are when things break. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I, that resonates with me when you say we're going through all of this, um, this dynamicism, and, you know, in not just our profession, but the world right now with what we've come out of with pandemic, um, social justice movement, just so many things that have have challenged, dare I say, the status quo in, in many ways. So it's 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 a very interesting time for change. I also resonate um, and I'm very excited to hear about the connection to the energy and, you know modulating that because i'm I'm a big believer and i know a lot of my colleagues are in that you know we have to control our energy to a certain degree we have control over that and we have to be um you know kind of selfish at times with that energy and and choose how we show up and how we use it so um huge huge really appreciate that so I, i'm gonna kind of pivot here um and, and ask you know from your perspective one of the things that i i love about salt lake sherm and sherm in general and especially about our professional development meetings or our PDMs, as you referred to them as, is I always like to say, if you come to these meetings consistently, hear the message, hear the content, there's almost always something that I can take and implement on Monday, right? And what I mean by that term isn't just like, oh, I'm going to think about this over the weekend or 
hey, I, I went to my PDM on Tuesday and then I can use this next week. It, it, it's something that I can take away a nugget, maybe not the only one, but maybe something, you know, and again, maybe I'll start with Sam this time since I started with Jeff a couple of times. Um, what's something from your perspective, Sam, that whether you're an HR department of one or 20, that the audience can take away and implement on Monday from your content? So I think, you know, one of the things that I love about Sherm is the community piece. So even if you're an HR department of one, or even if you're an HR department of 20 or 30, typically those departments are even a little lacking resources as well. Uh, and so when you come together in Sherm, the community piece, the brainstorming, which we always know is of value, but then we're always focusing on trying to learn. You know, one of the things that I think Jeff and I give you instantaneously is we're going to give you space to really examine and think through what has kind of been percolating for you as far as initiatives that can really have a huge impact on your team and really articulate them into a tangible thing that you can do Monday. Like, I think some of us are just so tired and overwhelmed. And Jeff and I are going to give you the space to find that one thing. And we've been talking all across the country. And that one thing has been different for each person. Some of it is a recruitment adjustment. Some of it is a performance evaluation adjustment and how that process is managed. Some of it is how they are working for themselves. Uh, but everybody is leaving with a tangible kind of takeaway. And I would say probably even more. So I kind of see our session. And Jeff, you can definitely weigh in on this. But I've, I've seen it as kind of one of the best active strategy to-do list sessions that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. What's interesting is, so Sam and I just ran this at Sherm National in Vegas like a month ago. Um, and it was, it was fascinating also because we're, we're, we're play people, right? We, you know, my background's positive psychology and play, Sam's background's Qigong as, as well as so many other things. Um, and so we, during the process, we just don't want to just talk to people because, I mean, you've seen enough talks, right? But we like to actually have a lot of interactive uh, moments throughout our session where people can actually reflect and start to explore why why they're still at their organization. Like, what are they still doing there? Well, what's their drive? Like, what what keeps them coming back? So that people can actually embody a lot of the things that we're teaching in real time. So not only are they going to be able to like take it back on Monday, they're going to do the stuff that we want them to do during the session so that they literally can be like, oh, I know how this is experienced. Now I can talk to my staff about this directly. So we're about like embodiment, engagement and play as one of the best teaching tools because you can only talk for so long, but if people actually embody the action, they're much more likely to actually do it when they get back. And that's where we're really focused on. We want you to definitely be implementing and taking all of our ideas, as many of them that resonate and implement them as soon as you get back on one day. Great. No, I, I want to appreciate, just say thank you for spending some time with me today and in the membership as, as we push this out on our channels leading up uh, to your session with us in person, which I'm really, really excited about. I want to give you both a moment to talk to the audience about, you know, how can they learn more about Sam? How can they learn more about Jeff and what you're doing? So, um, Sam, please tell us how we can learn more about what you're doing, your work. Um, and then certainly we'll pivot over to you, Jeff, right after Sam. Yeah. I mean, one of the best ways to learn about my work is to follow me on LinkedIn and connect because I post a lot of it on my LinkedIn feed. So find me, Sam Smelter, S-A-M-M, two M's. And then also check out our website, uh, The Heart Center, which is spelled H-R-Art, 
even though it's pronounced heart, hrartcenter.com. And Jeff? Yes. Uh, well, first off, thanks, Chad, for having us. I appreciate you so much, especially the lean. It's the best. Um, and yes, you could find out, I, I cause a lot of my mischief via social media. So I'm on all of the channels at Jeff Harry Plays, J-E-F-F-H-A-R-R-Y-P-L-A-Y-S. I make a lot of really ridiculous videos mocking work um, and how we can actually make it better. And then you can find me at rediscoveryourplay.com. But the best way to connect with us is come to the chapter meeting on August 8th. Um, as it's going to be a ridiculous amount of fun. Chad's going to be there. So you got to go. If Chad's going to be there. Uh, and yeah, just just have fun as we we figure out a way to make work suck less. That's awesome. It's, I can't think of a better way to end the podcast, right? To make work suck less, right? As we sit here recording um, on a very hot and arid uh, <laughs> on Friday uh, here in Utah. But thank you both, Jeff and Sam, for being with us today. Like, like both um, Jeff and Sam both said, they're going to be with us on August 8th um, at one of our PDM, our professional development meetings. We really encourage you to attend. You can find out more about it at saltlakesherm.org. That's S-L-S-H-R-M.org. And click on the event section, read more about the profiles of both Jeff and Sam. Very fascinating content. I'm really excited to learn more about it. And once again, thanks, both of you. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Sam. We'll, we'll see you soon. All right. Hey. Hey, looking forward to it. Take care.